0: Welcome to Manchester's Podcast. Thank you for joining wherever and however you're listening. The show that talks about anything and everything. Everything. And now, here's your host, Jason Manchester. Hey, what is going on? Thank you, and welcome back to another podcast. Uh, today, a great one, uh, very interesting. I have uh, Moy Rivas on with me, and he is a he is the founder of Break Free Worldwide. If you don't know about that, go check it out on Instagram. Um, you can find it on there at Break Free Worldwide. Um, he is a monster energy athlete. Uh, this dude is is constantly working hard, one hundred and ten percent all the time. Um, I know. I, I first met you guys. Uh, I don't know when was it. Probably
1: about two years ago, right? Yeah, I, I
0: think it was about two years ago. Yeah. Um, over in Houston, you
1: really? guys
0: were you guys were hitting it pretty good. That was the first time I've seen you guys do that, and it was pretty amazing. <laughs> um, so it was really cool. I know that you know breakdancing's been around for. A long time. What, 70s probably? I guess something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, breaking started mid mid-70s. Uh, and, you know, obviously it was really big in the 80s. Kind of started to die down in the 90s. Uh, in the underground scene, street scene, uh, it was always active, you know. But it definitely had its wave of, of up and, ups and downs. And early 2000s started to blow up uh, really big overseas. And uh, now... You know, as of yesterday, December seventh, twenty twenty. What a crazy year in twenty uh, twenty. Right? But uh, December seventh, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, announced that uh, break in or breakdancing will now be a part of the Paris twenty twenty four Games and an official Olympic sport.
0: That's pretty cool, man. I know, um, I know. I talked uh, a while back um, on a podcast that, that I did, and we we kind of talked about that it could be leaning that way for the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, and that is, that's a huge announcement. I mean, that's, I mean, who would have thought, you know, 30 years ago that breakdancing, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, that breakdance would be in the Olympics, you know? So that, that's yeah. a, that's huge it's for fun. you guys. But, and it's the thing about it is it's, it's a super, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Breakdancing is not just out there just twirling around. So I mean, you guys put a lot of effort and a lot of timing, a lot of thinking and a lot yeah. of practice.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I think with breaking, I think uh, you know people still have you know their misconceptions about it because it's a street dance. It was born in the Bronx, New York City. You know, you can think you can tie every negative aspect of whatever to it, and and not get the value that we deserve. But um, you know, man, it takes a lot to be able to uh, do what we do, and the athletes in, in the breaking community and what they're doing. You know their their bodies take on so much, and it takes a lot of athleticism. It takes a lot of creativity and, and innovation. Breaking is such a su- such a beautiful thing because it's constantly evolving every single day. I mean, I think anybody can say that about pretty much any sport, but in breaking, it's way much more difficult uh, because it's it's so it's so creative that's why there's this big kind of controversy right now is like is it a sport is it an art form you know people are loving it some people are hating it but at the end of the day the way i look at it is that breaking will always be breaking and the essence of why we do it is through our individual personality obviously we have to understand the body mechanics and the science behind learning incredible movements but at, at the end of the day what makes it unique is the uh personality of an individual and so uh for me that's always going to be something that really stands out within, you know, an artist or an athlete.
0: Well, it is an art. I mean, what, you know, what you guys do. Or, I mean, it it is both. I mean, you guys practice yeah, a lot, right. you can get hurt just like in any other right. sport, but it is an just art cuz everybody everybody is different in what they do. So, I think that's what brings Absolutely. the art yeah. into it because, you know, everybody has different looks and different styles. But Absolutely. I think it's going to be exciting, man, to see that in the Olympics. I mean, I know yeah. it was um,
1: we did, a, we did a, you know, we I was a head judge in the 2018 Youth Olympic Games in Buenos Aires in uh, Argentina, and that was the first time breaking made its appearance on the Olympic platform, and, you know, everyone was really nervous. People from the International Olympic Committee, the, the local organizing committees, they were very, very nervous because it's the first time, you know, something from the streets uh, mm-hmm. was brought to this, uh, you know, credible platform, but you know, it blew everybody out the water, man. Damn. It had the, 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 the largest engagement, the largest viewership. Uh, I remember doing an interview uh, a, a day before uh, one of our events, and uh, they were telling me that the, the day before us, um, Tony Hawk did an interview. And that the end of the week, um, the interview that I did, along with another fellow B-Girl, B-Girl AT., our interview on the Olympic channel got much more engagement and viewership than Tony Hawk's interview. Really? When I was like, what, you know. Know, <laughs> what the, you know, that, that's Tony Hawk. But I, I think it's just the, the interests and, and people being intrigued to something new and breaking or, you know, anything pretty much as urban, urban art form, people relate to it and they, they connect to it much different. So much more than it being a sport it's an experience people yeah. remember some type of experience in their life you know you, you know you can think back and and remember movies that came out in the 80s that mm-hmm. you know had b-boys and b-girls or or graffiti or, or yeah. djs or MCs and MCs and i think that's the connection that really draws people to the sport or to the dance and uh it's it, you know it's a beautiful thing man but to be where we're at today it's it's a huge accomplishment for this community
0: yeah i know you guys work hard. Um... So what I mean, why do you think it came back so strong it, you know so when you start back in the seventies and eighties probably probably more so in the eighties when it really started to hit the scene, and it really wasn't even that long seemed like a long yeah. time back then, but it wasn't um and you're right, you know they had a they had a, they had a time where they had movies coming out It was nothing but break dancing and yeah. and it was it was the same type of dancing you guys are doing today, but nowhere me nowhere near what what i've seen some of you guys do so i mean what why do you think it came back the way it did because it seemed like it went away i don't know why it just went away and then some crazy shit came on and then it just kind of you you saw it kind of you saw people dabbling in it and then all of a sudden it just it just broke out i mean why do you think that happened
1: well i i think for 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 the first part of that question the reason why i think that it immediately came back and people wanted to see it more it's you know it's a captivating dance you know P- people spinning on their heads it's, it's abnormal man you know mm-hmm. it's like you're not supposed to be doing those things spinning on your head uh hands heads shoulders backs it's it's something that's very unique and i i don't care where we are i can pull over on the side of the street yeah. and, and start doing some moves and i'm gonna make some cars slow down mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so it's it, one of those things that's very captivating and i think that People, even in the media, whether it's, you know, people that produce music videos, commercials and things like that, they, I felt like they needed this element to be able to bring some type of attention to, you know, the, the younger demographic of people. Mm-hmm. And so the, 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 the explosion of it today has to be with that, the relation that younger people uh, have with art, music, dance, culture, And I think that's the direct connection and why I think that it's taken this huge leap uh, and pretty much where some people want to say, come back to life. They want to bring it back to life uh, because, you know, today's generation, it's all, you know, based on media platforms. And right now you can, you know, be the coolest dancer, the coolest, you know, even basketball player or whatever and post a clip and everybody has a shot to becoming this, this huge star online. And so it has this, just this, instant connection with the younger demographic of people. And even, you know, even people that were born in the, you know, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that they, they remember it as, quote, unquote, a fad, uh, you know, that went and came back. But everybody has a, this unique connection with some element of it. You know, and why I say some element of it is because breaking is part of, you know, hip-hop culture, and hip-hop culture is made up of four elements, breaking, DJing, MC and graffiti art. And Somewhere in those elements, someone has some type of direct connection to it, whether they admit it or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether they're watching a movie or just remembering something in the past of owning a old school boombox. You know, I know I had
0: a- I had a couple of them, man. So I know. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah I was I was doing it. I was doing it in the '80s, but it's nowhere near what what you guys do. And if I tried to do it now, there's no telling what hospital I'd end up in. But uh, I mean, I don't. How do you stay? How do you stay healthy, man? I know you guys exercise. I see you guys working out and stuff. How you How you stay healthy?
1: Yeah. Well, I think first off, no one likes to exercise. I think people have to find ways to be able to stay motivated. You know, in uh, anything that you do, everything is pretty much self motivated. You know, you have to have a reason and a purpose of you know why you do what you do. For us, you know, the I think the the creativity and the uniqueness of of the dance uh, and, and the innovation and the constant evolution every single day. I think that's what motivates us the most is that right now, you know, I could be training in the studio next door mm-hmm. and someone has just come up with something totally different outside the box. And then I see it and I'll be like, damn, I wasted too much time over here talking when I uh, could have been over there. And then that motivates us. So it does take a, it, it does take a certain lifestyle to be able to keep up with the movement and the adaptation of of war breaking is going. So yes, a lot of fitness, a lot of dieting, a lot of you know mental focus. Uh, because I look at breaking almost like technology, man. If you if if you don't adapt, you mm. will die. Will beat by your competitor. Right. That's exactly how I look at breaking, mm. because it just evolves so fast.
0: Yeah so there's a lot of positive stuff about it right now. Cause you know, you see you guys, what you, you're you doing. I mean, you guys are teaching young kids from, I mean, it looks like from the four <laughs> and five year old, maybe earlier than that. I don't know, but they look pretty young. Pretty young uh, yes. Pretty young. Yeah. So you're, you, I mean, there's a lot of positive vibes from it. So you got the Olympics, you got what you guys do and I'm assuming that it goes on in other places, but you guys have, have schools open and stuff and you know, to go back again, it it used to have a negative connotation to it. Yeah. It was all about people on the streets. It was about gangs and and colors and, you know, maybe not to the, to the way gangs are now, but that's really what it was looked at, you know? And, and now it, it shifted towards that. Um, did it come out like that? Or, or did you guys, I mean, was it was it something that had to come back out you guys had to mold it into that to get that positive well, vibe back into it?
1: Yeah, it definitely took a lot of work, man. The the Olympic initiative has been something that we've been working on for years. So uh, this dates back to maybe 2015, 2016 uh, to be able to try to create the roadmap and the journey to, you know, be even recognized by the IOC. And so it took a lot, you know, making sure that you know, our community—the breaking or the hip hop underground community—can organize. You know, high-level productions uh, get people to be able to to interview correctly, communicate correctly. You know, because it does have those negative connotations. It, it yeah. still does. There's still, you know, there's still a lot of people right now seeing the news, and it's like, you know, why isn't squash being accepted? But you got to let break people in it. Or why isn't this? And why isn't yeah. that? So, you know, we still have a lot to prove, but you know what? I think it is one step moving forward, but it has taken a lot of work. It's not something that we just kind of rolled into. There, there's been a lot of work on the back end. I've actually been on some of the working committees on the back end since, you know, the, mid, the mid-2010s the mid to be able to accomplish what we accomplished yesterday. And so uh, a lot of work, and still a lot left to be done, but I think that uh, a lot of us can sleep a little bit better at night knowing that we did accomplish what we accomplished what they announced yesterday
0: so you guys so okay so let's go to the the olympics how do you get there breakdancing is it is it going to be like the contest you guys have now is it going to be you're going to have to qualify obviously i mean they're, yeah
1: sure. they're there definitely going to be national qualifiers uh it, you know obviously in different regions of the world and, and then also national qualifiers that be able to earn uh qualifying points and then you have to kind of go through kind of a tournament style of events to make sure that you're at the top of the leaderboard because it in Paris, 2024, there will only be 16 B boys and 16 B girls. Mm-hmm. So out of the millions of breakers that exist worldwide, you know, people are going to have to be training at the highest of levels to be able to make sure that they yeah. earn those top spots. You know, uh, this is the first time man we get to battle it. We we're used to battling now some, for some pretty good prize money for trophies and recognition, yeah. but, The first time we get to go out and compete for you know bronze, silver, and gold.
0: So is that? I mean, is there going to be an age limit? Are you guys? Are you guys going to be trying to hit it hard to get there? I mean, how?
1: Yeah, I I I think personally for myself, um, I'm more on kind of the organizing committee or maybe even coaching on the coaching staff uh, and training staff to be able to get there. Uh, I'm considered one of the older b boys. I'm 37. But there's a, a lot of younger b boys and b girls that are really dedicated to this and that definitely have the time. I don't know the exact uh, age restrictions or guidelines yet, but i want I want to say it's going to be you know anywhere between 17 on up, um, and, and people that are basically legal of age to be able to travel and compete and and uh, do that at the highest of levels. So uh, I think there's still a lot to learn. You know, yeah. uh, the biggest announcement was made yesterday, but. Uh, it's still a babe, at a baby stage right now in terms of the official ruling and guidelines that are going to be in place to be able to qualify for the Paris 2024 games.
0: Yeah. So the elephant in the room, you got – I mean, we all know what 2020 brought to us. Uh, in right. March, we practically got shut down as a company. Um, yeah. What is – I know my business, my side business got um, – almost completely shut down. So COVID yeah. – I mean – How did that affect you guys? How do you think it's going to affect you moving forward? Is has it changed?
1: Well, I think you know, with you know, being an artist, it allows us to always find a way and create a way to to pivot and make the right or designated moves to still accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. And so, for us as a company, Breakthrough Worldwide, you know, we have you know now six locations and uh, look to open more. It definitely stunted our growth, uh, you know, from March through like July, you mm-hmm. know, because everything was on lockdown or shutdown. And so there was not much we can do, but it allowed us to get creative in certain areas, you know, to be able to build our online events. Uh, there's the, we, we threw one of the biggest and largest online live stream, yeah. breaking competitions in the world, gave out $35,000 cash. And... Um it was pretty cool because in you know in our communities, a lot of breakers do come from like economically challenged areas, especially in developing countries. And so a lot of these breakers, they're amazing. They just never have the opportunity to travel. And so those online events, um, you know, were great for that because we got to saw I mean, we got to see a lot of great, great talent. And mm-hmm. so, you know, COVID could have, you know, put us to sleep in some sense. But it uh, it just woke us up, man. You know, we it's it's either you know that that same saying that I said, adapt or die. You know what I mean? You got to find a way to move, and, and we found a way to pivot, and it was great because we found a platform that allows us to connect with the breaking community worldwide. Whether that if COVID didn't happen, not to say that we wouldn't get there, I just didn't know when. Yeah. and this allowed it to push it up ahead. And with that too, that also sparked up our, you know, as, as it did for everybody, you know, our online, you know, uh, virtual training sessions, you know, via zoom and all of the other, uh, virtual software that are available for Uh, everybody. I think we made a lot of money for these virtual companies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It definitely, Uh, that's, uh, that's all we do, man, is virtual stuff now. I mean, it, and so if you look at it both, so like what we do, it's not the same. I mean, because you want to be in front of somebody, same with breaking. I mean, yeah. the feeling is different. You can do it virtually, whatever. It keeps you going. But it's yeah. definitely not the same as when you're sitting there in front of everybody with a big crowd around you. and You feel that because that's what gets you going too. it motivates you. And, and just, you know, it's that whole, that, all that feeling. But um, when you guys come into Georgia, man, when you got, you got, you got plans yeah. to come over here?
1: you know what i I hope to open up a school in georgia soon so uh we'll see man i mean i I love traveling to georgia i love you know there's certain areas that i i visited before in the past where i just go and just nature walks you know what i mean nature walks, and just uh it's such a beautiful state man i think that uh people don't talk about it enough so hopefully we can go out there and you know whether it's even as a family vacation or to open up a location one day that'd be awesome you know bring it to
0: savannah man yeah it's not a big city but it's good it's, it's a you know i mean sure. atlanta savannah somewhere like that i mean yeah exactly. i'm sure you guys I mean, do pretty.
1: atlanta's always in the picture just because you know it's the mainstream uh, uh, city
0: you know i'll probably kill it there yeah <laughs> so how'd you get started how'd you get started with monster
1: so back in like 2011 when i first opened up my first facility here in houston um i met with a like kind of local team reps um and it was kind of a funny story at the time. I was kind of going back and forth with like Red Bull. I'd been you know, Red Bull was doing a lot of independent contract work with Breakers since the early two thousands and, you know, I had done a lot of events with them and you know, there was just something that I was just looking for, something different, man. And an opportunity came up where I was introduced to some local reps uh here in Houston and um, I did I did my break free event and you know they sponsored at a very small level but supported it and mm-hmm. they looked like you know like they were there and they were very passionate and for me that's all that mattered because I just wanted to just kind of earn people's trust and respect. So in 2011 I kind of started to develop the relationship They're just kind of local events here in Houston and um, I just and then I had this wild crazy idea in 2010, uh, Red Bull already has started sponsoring, um, athletes, um, you know, uh, you know, on, on their behalf. And so between 2011, 2012, I had this crazy idea. I'm like, why isn't, you know, monster energy drink, you know, monster energy company sponsoring sponsoring B boys and B girls. So, you know, I I reached out to, to monster and, uh, they were like, no, we don't, this is not what we do uh, out way out of our circle. We do extreme sports and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, I, I didn't give up. And so I, I remember uh, sending an email now and I, I said, look, man, just give me a hat, a hoodie and a shirt. And I said, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I drive traffic to this thing. And at the time I was already, I was still traveling around the world, uh, just competing and doing all that. So I, you know, I took the, the one shirt, the one hoodie and the one uh, hat that I had, and I rocked it at every single event. Like I was sponsored yeah. and I just hashtagged it and tagged it. And I, uh, you know, I blew it up, man. I blew it up and, and, you know, I could proudly say that, you know, um, if it wasn't for me, I, you know, the breaking community would not have monster cans in their hands. No, it's good yeah.
0: because yeah, there was a time when, um, there was a time when, I mean, there was just, there was really nothing outside of skateboarding, surfing, you yeah. know, things like that, you know, uh, BMX motocross stuff, you know, so it was cool to see something like that get sponsored and, and we've, you know, monsters gone a lot of different ways now, but, um, for sure. It's definitely it's cool to see something like that that's sponsored. Because, I mean, you guys are all over the place. I mean, obviously yeah. on social media everywhere. So and I see you guys doing a fantastic job. Where's your next live event?
1: So we're, I actually just walked out of a meeting with that. And so our next live event, um, and it might have, you know, obviously some COVID-friendly yeah. safety measures in place, but uh, it's going to be here in Houston in February. February. Uh, we're planning four world championship events for all of 2021 that will all be held held here in Houston, uh, uh, and it's going to be part of a, a of a league or a championship series that we're creating.
0: Inside, outside, where you got locations set?
1: Locations are not 100 percent set yet, uh, but we look to release all that probably within the next two to three weeks.
0: Might have to take a trip to Houston, man, go check it out oh, again. Of you know, For sure. I'd like to, like to see that again. Yeah, I was impressed, man. It was hot as hell that day. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I remember, with a you know,
1: in Houston <laughs> with, a, with a venue full of, you know, people spinning on their heads. I <laughs> know. Uh,
0: it was, I think it was like 90, 98 in there. It was, man, it was hot as shit. The first day it was crazy. I, when I was told it was inside, I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'll wear some long pants and yeah. I'll be good. Cause you know, I figured it'd be air conditioned, but Hey,
1: but yeah. did you enjoy the competition? Oh, man,
0: it was it was great. I mean, it was yeah. terrific. Like I said, I hadn't seen it – I I saw it – I've seen it on TV and things like that, just little one-offs or on social yeah. media. But seeing you guys live and it just, you know, like I said, it brought back memories. Cause, you know, we used to do that back in the 80s. And right. So um, to see it live and see the competition between everybody and and, you know, how intense it gets and – it was just, it, it was super cool I mean I, you know I did get to film some of the stuff so that was cool too but um yeah. I think I would I'd almost rather just sit there and and not film it just watch it and take it all in because it was yeah. it was impressive
1: As, that's the toughest part about organizing events when I'm organizing events and, and helping out even if I'm judging or whatever yeah. you know I'm like man I wish I could just enjoy this yeah you know because the intensity of some of those battles man just it's just like it just Gets you off your seat or gets you off, you know. It makes you want to stand up the whole yeah. entire time. So, uh, yeah, man, I know exactly what that feeling. So that's cool.
0: Y'all are y'all that intense when y'all y'all going at it with each other and stuff. And I know y'all oh, practicing things. I'll get
1: sure. definitely, yeah. definitely. It's such a competitive atmosphere, man. Anytime, even when if one of our best friends or a teammate, it's just so competitive that it's gonna be that way. You know.
0: Yeah. So what do you do on your off time, man? I know, you don't, I know you're not breaking all the time. I know you're a businessman yeah, and you're always busy, but...
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, taking care of business. But, you know, I have a family. i got a wife with two kids. Yeah. Try to spend as much time with, it, uh, with them, you know, as much as I can. Obviously, COVID honestly helped me a lot because I used to travel two or three times a month overseas or domestically and to be here and spend this much time with family. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I got back into fishing again. I used to fish a lot when I was as a kid. And so yeah. uh, I, I needed to pick up something else, another sport to be able to just kind of just relax and, you know, find that balance, man, because, you know, you can't, all, it can't always be hundred uh, percent, you know, breaking, you know what I mean? Because you got to be able to balance that out with, with something else to make sure that, you know, you still have this love for, for dance. And I think that sometimes, people can oversaturate themselves or they can oversaturate something if they just overly do something. And that's, I think that's what burns us out. Sometimes I've been burnt out by breaking so many times, but I'm glad I never stopped because I found a way to balance it with other, other hobbies or other passions that I have. So, uh, you know, it's still a learning process, man, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm trying my best. Yeah. Getting
0: burnt out is easy. I mean, that's with anything though, you know, because you, you dedicate everything you got to it and you have to, to be good. You have to, to excel. And to be on the level that you guys are, you have to put 110% into it on a continuous basis. So it's easy to get burnt out. It's it's being able to find, you know, that fire again to ignite, you know, what you felt prior to that, which obviously you guys do. So that's the main thing. And like I said, that goes with with anything that anybody does in life. But um, what do you fish for? What were you fishing? Bass?
1: No, I I do a lot of saltwater fishing. do a lot of saltwater fishing yeah I, I mostly like to fish like big fish so uh you know big red red fish uh big drum big sharks
0: oh uh, you I, shark fish okay yeah, yeah i used to yeah. do that a long uh, time ago I, I used to
1: yeah i've caught some some pretty big ones man so uh in in my years and uh it didn't have a great year this year but you know I, you know i've caught a, about a seven eight foot hammerhead this year that's a big and, That's a big shark yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's a, it's a nice-sized shark for fishing off the beach. People yeah. forget how close these big sharks are, you know? Um, yeah, you care. pull
0: something like that off the beach, it scares some people. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. They start thinking yeah. about it. But see, you know what? It was crazy. You don't realize what's in the waters just ankle deep, oh, okay. knee deep. For sure. Yeah. For
1: sure. Some of my biggest fish that I've ever caught have been beachfront fishing. Yeah all the big fish right there beachfront how's the Obviously, water
0: I, is it water clear yeah. around there
1: um, no you know what you know goveson most of the time it's it's kind of muddy water but uh occasionally it'll clean up and you kind of get the green or the blue water coming in just kind of yeah. depends on on you know on on the winds and 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 the season but uh you know we we've had our, our moments where we get that nice florida looking water come up
0: yeah we you don't our our water is dirty but i mean yeah. i live right on the coast so but you yeah. you can i mean we have rivers everywhere and you can fish uh for shark in the rivers cuz oh, yeah, they're there sure. so yeah cuz we used to you know kneeboard and ski and all that stuff and yeah. and then we would fish when we got tired and then you same places you were kneeboard and you're catching shark you know people oh, yeah, don't, man, for yeah sure. people think that they're way out in the water and they're not there they got to come nah. up and eat somewhere so that's pretty impressive, yeah. Hey, if you ever make it over here? Let me know. Maybe we'll set something up.
1: We'd we'll love to, man. That'd be awesome. Go
0: out and do some fishing, man. So, <laughs> um, so what's the so what uh, what's what's your goals for twenty twenty one? Because hopefully, all this stuff is going to somewhat come to an end in twenty twenty one. Everybody's hopefully. hoping for it. So,
1: well, we got big plans, man. As a company, we got some pretty big plans. Uh, you know, like I said, right now we have six locations. Uh, we look to open maybe. Some, I know since kind of a big gap but somewhere between 15 to 30 more schools this coming year uh we were looking to do another six or seven this past year but you know just with covid the environment didn't allow it and so uh looking to do like 15 to 20 schools uh you know maybe let's just say if we do i mean 15 to 30 if we do 15 maybe those are domestic and maybe five internationally i don't know and and in the other it's kind of up in the air we're, we're still trying to you know figure out the math on on what exactly we want to do but the goal is definitely to, at least at the minimum open up 15 new schools That's a lot of new uh, schools huh? at, at, the maximum, at the maximum 30 uh, schools and then obviously launch our our championship series of events to be able to align with this olympic vision and and give you know b-boys and b-girls an opportunity to to prepare themselves but at the same time award them for for their hard work you know there's uh, some decent decent prize money maybe some sponsorships and things like that so uh, a lot of big plans but mostly to, just to make sure that it's aligning with uh with this new growth for uh breaking
0: how many uh kids you guys have in the, in the schools
1: yeah so currently in it within our houston locations we have probably about three to four hundred kids Man. yeah three to four hundred we had more obviously covid put a put a hit on that but right. uh we're, we're coming back we're coming back uh, our Kansas city location has about a hundred and in Phoenix that we just launched, you know, just recently about a month ago, you know, we're barely around the 20, 20 student mark or something like yeah. that We still have a lot there to do.
0: Do y'all do, I mean, y'all obviously I'll do testing and stuff around to see if people are interested in it, but like you said, I know COVID put a dent in it, but, um, I mean two or 300, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people that are, are, they're all kids.
1: Yeah. Most, most are kids, man. I would say. <laughs> 95 98 percent are all kids yeah. and you know, we have the the two to five percent that you know are you know young adults or adults
0: yeah what's the oldest one you've seen breakdance
1: uh about 55 55 really 55 yeah 55 upwards to 58 maybe they must yeah. have been
0: from the old school too though they had to have been or were they learning yeah.
1: I actually know a few guys – I mean, these are people that I'm telling you that have walked into Break Free to try to learn. Oh, okay. But I I actually know a a few 60-year-olds that are breaking, honestly, pretty decent for their age. Yeah. Solid. You know, I have to send you some of their clips. (laughs) Man.
0: No way. I just – I went and played football Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and I'm still recovering. Yeah. So, I don't know if I could – that was (laughs) –
1: I'm 37 and I sleep long and I'm
0: still recovering. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I mean, I've seen you do it. I mean, you look like you're still, you know, you look. I mean, you hang with everybody. You look like you're in your 20s when you're out there doing yeah. it. So
1: oh, that's the goal. You yeah, know, I mean, least, at least to keep them on their feet.
0: Yeah, just stay. You know, as long as you stay healthy and keep training, right? So, right, exactly. but um, no, man, really, so. Like I said, everything you guys do is impressive. I, I do keep up with you guys on social media, obviously, because it's Monster Energy. Uh, it's part of the part of the team. And, yeah. um, I mean, it, it, I, I really want to take – I'd love to take my son to go watch one of the events. I was asking, you know, yeah. when you guys have a live one. So, um, yeah. I know we're talking about taking a vacation and, you know, february march we we want to go west we want to go somewhere out there we don't get out west very. i do but but the yeah. family doesn't so i'd love right. to um take them out there she wanted my wife wanted to go to houston with me when i went out there but you know thank god they didn't it was yeah exactly. but
1: uh <laughs> whenever, whenever we lock this calendar in man i'll shoot you over the calendar and yeah. you'll have a list to pick from and, and and hopefully you guys can schedule something along this way and make a stop in houston
0: yeah, I would love to or or anywhere you guys are gonna be. So I know you said they're all, I guess, based in Houston in fe- or in uh twenty twenty
1: one. All the events that break free is organizing will be based in Houston, but you know, there's a ton of events that'll be happening, hopefully if the Good. environment clears up, but it should be happening all over the, the nation.
0: Cool. Well yeah. Hey man, I know you're busy. I won't keep you from my normal two hour podcast. So oh, I just yeah, I just wanted to catch up with you and uh yeah. Kind of pick your brain a little bit about what's going on. I know, I, I knew you guys were heading to the Olympics, and, and I know y'all are excited. Uh, I think it's really good yeah. for you guys. It's going to be good for for Monster. It's going to be good for everybody. Y'all gonna be sporting the Monster gear? Of course, man. Yeah? You know,
1: okay. when it comes to these big platforms, there's going to be a lot of the logo restrictions, things like that. Yeah. But you know, we're, we're gonna fight for it. We're that's why,
0: yeah, that's why I was wondering. I didn't know if they were gonna allow that or not, but that'd be pretty huge um so anyway i appreciate you taking the time i hope i can do it again when you know once y'all get into y'all's tournaments and training for the olympics it'd be pretty cool to kind of catch up and and stay on top of it but um tell everybody where they can find you tell you know what it's about the the break free and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah, you guys can follow us on our social media platforms um, at Break Free Worldwide. B r e a k f r e e w o r l d w i d e. Break Free Worldwide. Uh, my social platforms are B Boy Moy. B b o y m o y. You know, follow us, man. See what's going on and keep keep up to date. And if you guys are ever in the Houston area, you got to make sure to stop by Break Free Hip Hop School. It's definitely such a fun and cool experience and i know that you guys will have a direct connection to it so break free worldwide b-boy Moy, you guys know the deal
0: yep y'all go check it out man and again Moy, i appreciate it thanks a lot good luck to everybody i hope you guys continue uh a lot of success i hope 2021 uh is very good to you guys and i hope uh you guys have a merry christmas and definitely a happy and safe new year man
1: likewise brother stay up jason thank you for the opportunity brother all right man we'll see you bud Peace. peace
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Manchester's podcast. Make sure to hit that follow button on Spotify and Apple podcasts and anywhere podcasts can be found. Also, make sure you're following on Instagram at Jason Manchester and at Manchester's podcast.